1: Friday, January 6th, 12th night, King's Day. King cake season is underway. Enjoy. Good luck. Today, sunny and nice. Highs of 69. Stays nice tomorrow. Warmer, though. Highs in the mid-70s. Then on Sunday, rain likely. 60% chance for showers. Highs of 68. Week front moving through, which will give us highs of 59 on Monday. And then warming to about 70 by Thursday. That's the way it stands now. Uh, Josh Stockley joins us, professor of political science at ULM. How you doing, Josh? I'm doing well. How are you this morning? Good, sir. How are your holidays? I hope you had fun and all that stuff. Uh,
2: Relaxed, spent time with family, so I had a great, great holiday.
1: All right, let's get back to work now. On uh, the political front, John Kennedy says he's not running. What does that mean? Well, that means the Republican
2: field is wide open. Um, I would even go so far to say the Democratic field is wide open. Had Senator Kennedy entered the race, he would have been the presumptive frontrunner. Great odds for, I think, really destroying the opposition. Um, Now that the frontrunner is not in the race, um, we have a whole bunch of individuals who could viably contend for this open seat.
1: Why do you think Kennedy chose not to run?
2: It's a great question, Um, and I've pondered that because I'm one of those that has been uh, surprised by his decision not to run because he's talked about it for the better part of two, maybe almost three decades. Um, I think there are a couple of possible calculations that we could speculate on. One, um, I don't dismiss his age. He's 71 years old. Um, He's currently in a job that requires him to expend very little energy now i'm not disparaging the work that he does mm-hmm. what i'm just saying is being a governor and length of the governor would take a lot of time and effort and maybe he's decided he's got a job um that his age is you know um more suitable i've also speculated and, and i wonder that given he would have to resign his seat mm-hmm. um would john bell edwards have picked a Democrat? Um, and that would further tip the balance of power toward Democrats at the federal level. Uh, And the other thing I think is, finally, he's got a good gig. Um, He's a safe senator. He can probably keep his job as long as he wants. Um, He's established a little bit of a niche of being a soundbite, um, good interview senator, Uh, and so maybe he wants to stick with that.
1: The only thing I thought about his age, Josh, is that at 71, you know, presuming if he would run for governor and then by the time he would finish two terms, he'd be 78 or 79. That would be the, the perfect cap to his political career. But I, I think you make some great points there with why he wouldn't. Let's talk about who now uh, the field is open to. Who would consider running now and who may run that would not have even thought about it had Kennedy been in a race?
2: Sure. Um, I mean, listen point out the first and the most obvious individual, Lieutenant Governor Billy Nungesser. Nungesser has very publicly said he is interested in the job but would make no decision until Senator Kennedy has made his decision. Senator Kennedy's decision to not run, I think, pretty much means or guarantees that Nungesser will enter the race. We've heard a lot of speculation in regards to John Schroeder. And his, uh, he's made it known that he is interested in this race. Um, and there's also been some speculation about Representative Garrett Graves. Would Congressman Graves possibly hop into this race? Uh, those are the front runners on the Republican side.
1: A representative would have to resign his seat to run for governor.
2: Absolutely. Um, that Representative Graves would have to do that. That would not be as big of a deal, say, as Senator Kennedy mm-hmm. resigning his position, because that would just mean there, it would be a vacant seat, there would be a special election. Um, Republicans do have a slim majority uh, in the House, 222 over the 218, but Garrett Graves resigning and that seat being vacant really wouldn't mean, I don't think, as much as, say, a Senator Kennedy resigning um, and a Democrat holding his seat.
1: What about on the Democratic side? Can another Democrat be elected governor in Louisiana? Is there anything to indicate that we're trending or becoming less dark red or maybe even leaning toward purple?
2: I see nothing in the political tea leaves to suggest at all that our shade of red is moving in any way toward a blue or purple spectrum. Uh, I make that comment. That is not to disparage um, any particular individual who is considering the race. But the demographics of this state suggest that we are reliably uh, a Republican state. Now, that being said, can a Democrat win? Absolutely. You know, um, John Bell Edwards, I think, will uh, be a great lesson of that. I think the recent senatorial elections in Georgia – are a testament to that. So any state that is safe in blue or red category with the right candidate and the right campaign, yeah, they can win. A Democrat could win in the state of Louisiana.
1: Tell me about Lane Grigsby. I see a story here from Stephanie Grace back in 2019, Lane Grigsby saying, I'm a kingmaker, I talk from the throne. What role does he have in all of this, and does he have a relationship with Jeff Landry, or is he linked to any of the candidates?
2: Uh so it's been my personal uh, observation that those who typically brag the most about being kingmakers are probably not what they think they are. The true influencers in politics—they um, don't have to say anything about their influence. They know their influence. Mm-hmm. So I-, I think Attorney General Jeff Landry. And whether he wins or not wins, it's going to be more than Lane Grigsby. It's going to be the collective enterprise of who his opponents are, what type of campaigns they run, what type of grassroots uh, organization can they field, throughout the entire state of Louisiana, messaging. It'll be more complex than that.
1: All right, let me take a break. We'll talk about the GOP endorsement already of Jeff Landry before the field is even set and what that says or what could result in. Also, Josh, I want to talk to you about the mess in Washington with the speaker position. Seven we're talking to Josh Stockley, Professor of Political Science at ULM. Any questions or comments? The Oakland Art Jeweler Talk and text line is open, 504-260-1870. Right now it's time for WWL Traffic. 725, Tommy Tucker, WWL, back with Josh Stockley, professor of political science at ULM. So the GOP, Louisiana Republican Party, already endorsed Jeff Landry seemingly prematurely. Does that give him a big advantage? Is there any way they revisit that? How does that play out?
2: Uh, I mean, I don't think the average voter um, cares a great deal about the official party mechanisms on either side of the aisle. Does it mean anything
1: about money, Josh, in terms of support? Yeah,
2: I mean, it it can influence donors, you know, who are more likely to say, okay, the state party has endorsed this individual. I want to stay in the good graces of the state party, so maybe I will throw my financial support as well as my endorsement um, behind this individual. Um, You know, I think that will influence some people, Uh, but I think for the most part, the vast majority of individuals who are waiting to give and waiting to endorse, uh, they're going to make their decision probably regardless of what the state party has already done, and yes, that is a decision that the state party could revisit.
1: What is going on in Washington with the Speaker of the House and Kevin McCarthy? How big of a mess is this, and how do they get themselves out of it?
2: Yeah, I think we're witnessing a historically significant mess. Uh, the Republicans in Congress, uh, it's, it's, it's very peculiar. There are 222 Republicans elected across the nation, and currently 20 of them, a super minority, have this enormous power right now and are obstructing uh, this vote because they want some things. Um, I just I think it's a testament to, right now, the congressional Republican uh, instability, um, uh, not being on the same page, not having a clear direction. Um, it's, it's a mess.
1: It, let me try to make an analogy here without getting anybody mad. Is it akin to letting somebody that doesn't really know how to steer the boat given them a chance to steer the boat unfortunately they could be steering it into the rocks
2: yeah i mean i don't know if the obstructionists is as i'm going to loosely kind of call them i don't know if it's a matter of they don't know how to steer mm-hmm. it's they
1: want to steer
2: you know it's or oh, don't it's know where like they're 30
1: go ahead i'm sorry it's it,
2: It's just it's throwing it's throwing democracy out the window because democracy says, let the people rule, let the majority decide. And of 222 people right now, 20 people are sort of kind of deciding um, for the rest of the Republican Party.
1: So how do you see this playing out? Does it leave a hole for Steve Scalise to wind up speaker? I mean, I see a number of
2: scenarios. Uh, One, yeah, I could see a path for Scalise um, surprisingly becoming Speaker of the House. I could see a path that says we're going to do this for another week because Kevin McCarthy is going to, you know, dig his heels in and go forward. Um, There's even a path, and, and I think this would be the most attractive path to most Americans, that maybe the Republicans in Congress actually reach out towards the Democrats in Congress and develop some sort of power sharing mechanism that is not unusual at the state level.
1: Well, thank you, Josh. I appreciate your time. Josh Stockley, professor of political science at ULM. When we come back, Mark Rosa will help you manage your money here on WWL. And then later on, we're gonna to talk to the 610 Stompers. They got a big fundraiser coming up. We'll talk to Arthur Hardy about.